Uh, those rats lived 90% longer, which is the single longest longevity experiment on mammals ever. Some of the things that we do know, right, it is a known antioxidant. There's one study that showed it to be 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. And it is also a known anti-inflammatory. I mean, oxidation uh, and inflammation are two of the you know greatest causes of, of, of aging. Uh, and so it wouldn't be surprising in the current mindset that uh, something that extended a rat by a life, the rat's life by 90% actually is an anti-inflammatory and, and an um, antioxidant. Do you want to know what it is? Body, mind, empowerment get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body Mind Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host Seam Lanz and our guest today is Chris Burris. Chris is the founder and co-owner of My Vital C which is the world's largest manufacturer of ESS60. ESS60, or C60, is a molecule that's been shown to reduce inflammation, slow down aging, and extend lifespan in other species. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Sim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be on your show. Uh, I've, I've been uh, doing a little bit of stalking, so uh, you have a, an impressive away, array of, of, of health knowledge that's already out on the internet. So again, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you yourself have like a very fascinating field of <laughs> field uh, of, uh, you know, the subject that you cover. And most people, they probably haven't heard about C60 before. So uh, maybe kind of give us like a brief overview of uh, what is it and how does it work? Sure, ab absolutely. So, so C60 is, is carbon 60, and we're going to talk about uh, ESS 60 uh, in a little bit. But carbon 60 is uh, the third form of carbon. You've got diamond, you've got graphite, and then you've got a whole gamut of molecules called fullerenes. Uh, fullerenes were actually discovered in 1985 at Rice University here in Houston. That's where, where I'm based. And, uh, and, and for the discovery, actually, the scientists, Dr. Smalley, Dr. Croto, and Dr. Curl, won the Nobel Prize in 1996. So it's a, it's a, this discovery was a Nobel Prize winning discovery. Uh, one of the reasons that it won the Nobel Prize is because pretty quickly the scientific community recognized that this was going to be an incredibly important material. 11 years is pretty short for a Nobel Prize. Mm -hmm. uh, and to describe the material a little bit more, uh, it's 60 carbon atoms in the shape of the best way to describe it is a, is a soccer ball, where the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. Um, so you've got this kind of larger molecule. It's, a, it's, it's got a whole gamut of molecules. There's C60, there's C70, which is a little more rugby ball shaped, um, C76, C84 on up. So you get larger and larger fullerenes. They were, again, discovered in 85. Uh, in 96, they won the Nobel Prize. And a lot of people will ask me, well, what are they good for? And in the early days, the, the running joke was, well, they're really good for funding. <laughs> if you want to write a proposal uh, and you want to get that proposal funded, it was a recently Nobel Prize winning discovery. And so it was uh, really easy to get funded if you were going to do research on fullerenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and C60 in particular. So uh, you use it in uh, ink and tires and battery cells and photo cells. Um, and and it's, a, it's a great material. I always kind of say it, it performs as well or better than the current best material. And so we were selling it to research institutions around the world uh, uh, since 1991 when we formed that company. Uh, you fast forward a little bit, they, they knew it would be ubiquitous, they knew uh, that it would be used in a lot of different, you know, which means it's going to be used in a lot of different areas. By the way, the, the reason they thought this is a lot of the scientists kind of hearkened it to uh, a 3D version of benzene. And I don't know, I mean, you know, uh, but some of your listeners may not know how important benzene is to modern society. It's in most medicines, uh, detergents, it's in plastics. We don't have modern society without the benzene ring. So the scientists thought that this buckyball was like a 3D version of a, of a benzene ring. And again, that's why it won the Nobel Prize. And they assumed, just like benzene, that it would be toxic. So in, in 2012, they did a toxicity study. And that toxicity study, uh, in that study, they gave rats uh, water, rats olive oil. And I'm going to start to make a distinction uh, between C60 and ESS60. Because uh, there's research that shows that C60 improperly processed is actually harmful. 
um, and ESS60 is C60 that's been processed for safer human consumption. Uh, so they gave these rats water, they gave them olive oil, and they gave them olive oil with ESS60. Uh, and again, they assumed it would be toxic. Instead of being toxic, the rats that they gave our formulation to, and actually my company delivered the product to those scientists uh, and were mentioned in the paper, uh, those rats lived 90% longer, which is the single longest longevity experiment on mammals ever. I'm kind of on a quest, and, and maybe you can help me out here, Sim. Um, is there another longevity study with a longer result in, in terms of extension of life that, that on mammals, peer-reviewed, published, of course, we all kind of look for that, that, that you're aware of? Uh, well, I would say, well, one of the few known ways of extending lifespan is like calorie restriction and uh, periodic fasting. Uh, but usually in mammals, the, uh, the extent to that which happens is usually like 20 to 40% at maximum. Uh, yep. But for example, in uh, yeast, if you fast them for like a few days or something, or like some periodic fasting, in, in, then they can live like up to 100% longer, so uh, or 10 times longer. So it's uh, definitely like uh, in yeast, it's not not gonna, they already have like a very short lifespan, so it's definitely not uh, applicable to mammals. But like a 90% um, increase uh, in the in the lifespan of those rats. Is definitely like a quite uh, remarkable uh, when it comes to uh, you know anything that uh, I have seen before. Yeah, yeah, and and so that study was published again, peer-reviewed, published research in 2012. Um, as a company, we started getting phone calls about mid 2013 of people asking us for a dose, and this is where it gets kind of weird for me. Um, I'm a carbon nanomaterial scientist. I've been selling again, you know, fullerenes and carbon 60 to research institutions around the world since '91. When they started asking for doses, you know, our carbon nanomaterial scientist hat told us. No, 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 you don't, you, you know, you put this in tires and ink and <laughs> solar cells and batteries, you don't put this in your body. Um, and this was despite the literature was clear, like again, C60 for industrial applications improperly processed, don't put it in your body, but C60 properly processed, which we call ESS60, um, was clear it was safe. They had given it to rats to inhale, given it to, injected it subcutaneously in rats and, and no ill effects. And so the literature was clear, but we still had this kind of science hat, right? This nanomaterial science hat. Um, so we actually added not for human consumption for the first time to our labeling mid-2013. Um, and then kind of the reason we're having a conversation is you fast forward to 2017, uh, a guy with a real uh, popular YouTube following started talking about how he was taking ESS 60 and how he was benefiting from it. And the industry like sold out and, you know, we were selling our powder into different uh, organizations that were, you know, mixing it in oil and selling it. And uh, so the industry sold out except for us because we're the largest manufacturer and distributor of ESS 60 on the planet. So we never ran out. It was actually during Harvey. And I don't know if you know, Harvey was a big storm here in Houston, lots of flooding. Uh, so there were a couple of days we couldn't get to the office and ship. Uh, but we did. We never we never sold out. That was in the end of 2017. When we came into 2018, I kind of realized that I'm like this accidental supplement guy, right? Like, I think there's normally two paths that someone becomes a supplement person, right? One of them is that they wake up and they want to be wealthy and they decide they're going to sell supplements. And I have no problem with somebody becoming wealthy. Uh, it's just not how I ended up, you know, involved in supplements. The other is somebody whether they had their own physical illness or, or they were uh, kind of managing the health of, of, a, of a loved one and they put together kind of the supplement regime that solved a particular problem and now they want to save the world uh, and that's how they became supplement people. It might not surprise you. I have no problem with saving the world, but it's not, it's not the way I, I ended up here. I've been selling this material since 91. They do this study in 2012. Um, and, and now we've got this opportunity. So in early 2018, uh, I asked, uh, really, we as a company asked ourselves two questions uh, before we were going to sell this uh, it, it earnestly into kind of a retail market. And the first one is, 
uh, as a moral question. And I take it, my wife takes it, everybody on my team takes it. I'm comfortable selling it to you because it's safe. I believe it's safe. Uh, so that's the moral issue. And here in the United States, you've got the FDA and the FTC. Uh, we're doing all the right things by those organizations. Uh, so really, it was 2018 that we kind of started putting together My Vital C uh, and then bringing this product product kind of to market. And then, you know, started having cool conversations with people like you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so basically, you, you, uh, you were selling it as a, you know, material before it was as a supplement. And then you and then you started uh, using it as a supplement because you kind of the research came out about uh, its potential benefits. Yeah. So this 2012 research, you know, knock your socks off research. Again, the the longest longevity experiment on mammals. But by the way, there's two interesting things, additional interesting things about that study. Um, one of them is is that those rats, typically a Wister rat, that's the rat, rat that they used in this, will die at 32 months. The rats that they gave ESS 60 in olive oil, they actually lived 90% longer. Mm-hmm. A Wister rat is known to get tumors, right? And so the longer a Wister rat lives, typically the more tumor masses it has. Uh, even though these rats live 62 instead of 32 months, none of the rats given ESS 60 in olive oil had any tumors. Now, people's mind automatically go to, you know, anti-cancer or whatever. There's a big difference between cancer prevention and anti-cancer. So I'm definitely not saying this is anti-cancer. And here you have this pretty phenomenal result. Mm-hmm. The yeah, other I, thing, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just want to add that I also looked at the study and uh, the, the rats who were given C60, they also had like less uh, liver damage. And uh, also, like the, they had less uh, ulcerative dermatitis and the, these different kinds of uh, tumors. So definitely, uh, uh, what I, what I, I think the in the study they actually pre-treated uh, those rats with some sort of a, like a poison or a toxicity just to just to see yeah carbon body, tetrachloride how, yeah yeah how the how the body would react to the uh, toxicity firsthand and then uh, what kind of uh, after effect it would have. Uh, in these different groups, one of them being just water, the second one being uh, just regular olive oil, and the last one being C60 with olive oil. So that's why the C60 group was able to live longer, uh, thanks to kind of reducing the oxidative stress from that poison and uh, reducing the kind of the, the damage that would not normally occur. Yeah, no, it, 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 that's pretty phenomenal, right? Um, in fact, you know, if you fast forward to the 62 months, uh, actually they had to euthanize the last rat. All right. You, if you think about the scientists, um, they're expect if you're doing a toxicity study, right, mm-hmm. and all of the groups live to the normal lifespan. In fact, if your if your so-called toxic rats live af- longer than all of the control group, then really your study's done, right? You right. can say it's not toxic. There's no like, there's no doubts. There's no debate. Whatever they ran the experiment for two plus more years. Um, and, and kept these rats alive for two, two more years. Uh, and then, then it got down to the last two, uh, one of them passed. And then of course they, they euthanized the last one because they're like, Hey, you know, we're, we're supposed to be no more than a two and a half year study. Now we're at five years. Like it's, mm. it's over. We need to publish this. <laughs> um, and so, so that's like the situation at the end. The other thing that's really important and, and I'm so excited you read this because uh, you may have keyed in on this. They didn't give any of the rats any of the, you know, the control water or olive oil or olive oil with ESS 60 until month 10. So again, a mm-hmm. typical Worcester rat lives about 32 months. Uh, so it was almost a third, a little right, right at a third of the lifespan of the rat. So it had lived a third of its lifespan prior to getting any of the dosage. And then they stopped giving the rats dosage at month 17. So it was less than one third of their life that they even got the dosage. Um, and, and, and they still lived 62 months, um, again, 90% longer than the control group. Uh, so we're in the process of, uh, of, of actually recreating this experiment. You know, that's the scientific process, you know, mm-hmm. have a theory, do a test, and then somebody else needs to reproduce the test. Nobody's actually stepped up to do that yet. So we're going to do it. It's not cheap. Um, but we believe it's the right thing to do as a, as kind of a, a curator of this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, when we do it, we're probably not going to stop. In fact, we're not going to stop giving them doses at month 17, because uh, maybe there would have been even more extension of life uh, had they continued to give 
those rats ESS60 in olive oil. Yeah, yeah. How does it how does it work then, or like what's the reason the rats were able to live longer? Well, I mean, that's a great question. And, and there's a lot of people uh, a lot smarter than me who are working on trying to figure that out. One, it is a known antioxidant. There's one study that showed it to be 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. And it is also a known anti-inflammatory. And, and a lot of aging beliefs out there right now, I know you might have a little bit different opinions, but a lot of them are, uh, you know, antioxidant, I mean, oxidation uh, and inflammation are two of the, you know, greatest causes of, of, of aging. Uh, and so it wouldn't be surprising in the current mindset that uh, something that extended a rat by life's, rat's life by 90% actually is an anti-inflammatory and, and an um, antioxidant. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh, the aspect of inflammation and oxidative stress are one of the uh, key, key reasons why people age. And uh, like the older you get, the more inflammation and the more oxidative stress you're going to experience. And at the same time, your body becomes less able to deal with it as well. So, uh, you know, and in the, the problem is also that in the modern world, we're kind of surrounded by too much oxidative stress and these different sources that, is, that are causing us more inflammation and uh, more disease in a sense that so we, we kind of need like an additional boost that will help uh, to mitigate uh, some of that damage. And in terms of uh, like the, the theories that are surrounding this, uh, then yeah, like in the past few decades, uh, it was like the main theory that, that the free radical theory of aging that uh, any, you know, free radicals cause uh, oxidative stress on the body and they spread reactive oxygen species. And uh, that is just damaging the mitochondria, which are the, you know, energy producing powerhouses of a cell. And uh, because of that increased damage, you're also going to just be able to produce less energy and you're going to accelerate aging and uh, die faster. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some research that shows um, that, uh, that, the, that the ESS60, the, the carbon 60 molecule is actually present next to the mitochondria and is, in, is potentially involved in that process. Again, they still don't, haven't kind of ironed that out. Uh, but if you, if you put a room full of kind of experts together and say, hey, uh, right where the mitochondria is going through its ATP processes, would it be good to have a free radical sponge? And the entire room will say, yes, that's a great idea. Well, it turns out that, you know, ESS60 is, is a great free radical sponge. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. like uh, the, uh, the free radical theory of aging is definitely like uh, true to a certain extent. So uh, it, it has a, like a part of the role. Uh, but I wouldn't say like this is the most uh, important uh, factor for determining aging. It's very important. <laughs> you don't want to have like excess inflammation and yeah. <laughs> oxidative stress. But at the same time, some aspects uh, of that can be beneficial because, for example, uh, you know, oxidative stress is also like a signaling uh, molecule or it's, it's, it creates signaling molecules that help you to adapt to exercise as well as just uh, strengthen your immune system. So you don't want to block all oxidative stress and you need some inflammation from these healthy sources and healthy activities like exercise and sauna. But at the same time, like if you get like this massive surge of unnatural sources of oxidative stress and inflammation, whether that be from uh, air pollution, heavy metals, you know, poor diet, uh, lack of sleep, all those different compound, these compounding variables, then it becomes like uh, definitely harmful and it's like an overbearing stressor for the body. So in that situation, something like an antioxidant can be beneficial. And even like, you know, for example, uh, molecular hydrogen is also like a similar uh, similar uh, working in a similar way. It's, it's a, like an antioxidant, uh, but it's not like this similar it's not the same antioxidant as like vitamin c or um yeah. other you know you get from uh, eating vegetables and fruit yeah so so the the ess60 has this interesting interesting characteristic and i had a uh, was having a conversation with my uh director of research so in a in a there's some some published research that shows in a, in a petri dish when you have cancer cells and healthy cells and the presence of 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 ess60 um, it actually, and then you introduce, you know, anti-cancer agents, um, it, the, the presence of the ESS-60 helps protect the healthy cells and helps the efficacy of the anti-cancer agent against the cancer cells. So it's got some very unique properties that we don't understand exactly. And that kind of led to this conversation about, okay, well, it's a great antioxidant. 
And if it's in the middle of these kinds of processes, maybe it's helping autophagy. And, and I know that a lot, of, a lot of the videos you have out there talk about autophagy and, and how important that is a, of a process. And so, yeah, you know, that is a potential mechanism, kind of dual purpose mechanism that, that could be true. Mm, yeah, I, I think it uh, works as an antioxidant as well, and, and like a free radical scavenger. But I'm not sure if it's like a same antioxidant as, as like vitamin C. So it's definitely yeah. like something uh, we, we don't really fully understand. Because as I understand, it's like a very uh, common material in outer space and deep space. And even like, yes. I, I think they found it in like black holes. Uh, recent reports say that it's pr pretty plentiful in uh, like the black holes of, of our galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, and in fact, the reason that they originally discovered it uh, is because there was an astrophysicist who was interested in understanding some spectrum that he had identified coming from space. Uh, he theorized that it would be carbon. And then uh, Dr. Richard Smalley had this amazing piece of equipment that could vaporize a material uh, with a puff of inert gas, take it into a mass spectrometer. And then that's how they we're able to identify this peak at carbon 60. Uh, there's a book out there called The Beautiful Molecule, uh, which is it's a, it's, a, it's a really awesome book. And it talks about the whole discovery process and how they ultimately uh, identified this. And, mm -hmm. and one of the interesting pieces is that uh, a graduate student is really the one who tweaked the, the results of the equipment so that there was this massive peak at 60 um, and then kind of brought that to the team. And they all kind of collectively, collectively identified uh, that the most likely structure for 60 carbon atoms was this soccer ball shape. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, it was driven out of understanding uh, spectrums that are, that, that are seen in space. And then ultimately they discovered, yeah, there's, there's buckyballs out there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, what, what are some other, the other applications of uh, C60? Like I've also read that it helps to protect against the sunburn. <laughs> So I've definitely definitely seen literature on that. Um, there's a little bit of back and forth because there's some uh, a little bit of research, and I think it's more cursory research that says um, when when ESA we, again, if it's for process for safer human consumption, I like to call it ESS60. Um, it, when when you put ESS60 in oil and kind of expose it to light, um, then then there were some challenges um, and and some, potentially some detrimental effects. Now that was like on a blog or a forum. It's not peer reviewed, published, uh, but there is some some research that shows that it's protective against um, against sunburns. I I use it all the time, and and I I actually had a, 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 something that was growing on my chin. Uh, I put it on there. I didn't know what it was. I never really got a chance to go to the dermatologist. Started putting this on it, um, putting the ESS sixty in olive oil, and and ultimately that thing just went away. Um, which is again, I don't know what it was, whatever. So I'm I'm kind of using it in a lot of different ways because it seems to do amazing stuff. Our our testimonials are are, are pretty phenomenal. Uh, people are reporting just literally. You know, we started selling in 2018. It was probably all of 2018 that people I would have conversations with customers and they would tell me the benefits they're getting. And and I'm this apprehensive nanomaterial scientist like. Like I, I want, I believe you first because you're a customer talking to me. I want to believe you because it's an amazing testimonial, but my science doubt is kicking in. And like, I've, I've got to, how do we, how do we kind of quantify this? So I tend to, when I'm talking about testimonials of the benefits people are getting to look for really binary results. Uh, and, and those are the ones that I, I like to share the most. Um, so it's yeah. it's an it's been a very interesting process for me um, to to try and figure out as we're getting great testimonials. I'd like to get this in more people's hands, and I'm already doing a study. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the the aura ring. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm I've, I'm already in contact with a scientist over at Aura Ring, and collected a couple test subjects where they're going to donate ten days of data of sleep data, then because sleep, by the way, sleep is one of our most, cons better sleep is one of our most consistent testimonials. Mm -hmm. Little segue into this. There's a great book out there called Why We Sleep. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to read that book. Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, it's Matthew absolutely, Walker. yeah, yeah. It's one of the scariest books in my mind, like as you read it, um, you know, there's, the, I think there's a lot of hand waving that happens around sleep, right? Where we're all like, oh yeah, sleep's really, really important. Unless you have something else to do, 
Mm. Right. And, mm. and I think that's when you read this book, you kind of realize, well, no, there's nothing more important than sleep. It's important for your mental, physical and emotional well-being. And I think we all have, again, this hand waving understanding of that. But for me, listening to that book said, OK, I need to be getting seven and a half plus hours of sleep opportunity each evening or I have this specific uh, decrease in mental function, this specific um, impact on my cardio health, uh, and this specific impact on even diabetes. That without sleep, you can show um, blood sugar levels that that indicate diabetes. So, so the most consistent uh, testimonial is better sleep. In the book Why We Sleep, it talks about the two billion dollar. Um, sleep aid industry and really got to do air quotes with sleep aid industry because what they say is these sleep aids that you take right before you go to sleep they knock you out right so while you're unconscious it relieves the chemical pressure that builds up in our body for you to desire sleep but it doesn't let you get the REM sleep or the what what the the other type of sleep is in REM sleep um, that is necessary for your actual healing. So you wake up not needing sleep or not wanting sleep, but you haven't actually done the healing. And our product is very different. Uh, you actually take it in the morning. Most of our clients take it in the morning. Um, they report that they'll have mental focus and mental energy during the day, and then they'll report that they sleep better that night. So there's something more fundamental happening um, with, with, with the product than, um, than like it's certainly not just knocking you out. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, quite interesting in the sense. Uh, what, what I've also seen is that uh, it uh, helps to uh, fight uh, lipid peroxidation and iron oxidation as well. So those are one of the kind of one of the biggest or the worst side effects of the modern diet, which is lipid peroxidation, which and you know oxidation of the fats and iron oxidation. So you're basically eating a lot of these you know overheated vegetable oils and they become oxidized and there's also too much iron from fortified foods or eating too much processed meat and they also become then oxidized inside your body and that's going to accelerate aging and cause more oxidative stress and skin wrinkles and this you know liver spots and those things they're all uh, oxidation in, happening inside your body and uh, things like vitamin e for example which is an antioxidant uh, helps to mitigate those processes and it appears that uh, the c60 can also do that yeah, it, it, it definitely seems. And, and I'm, I'm more excited each day as, as I see more people doing research. And, and so a lot of the questions that people have are like, what exactly is it doing? Th those are going to be answered. And I think they're going to be answered, I don't know, within, you know, the next two to five years, which is, which is really exciting. And, and for now, it's, it's just a matter of, hey, we've got these great testimonials. And we're, you know, let's share it with people and collect as much legitimate data as we can. Mm -hmm. I can say, uh, this is just kind of an interesting side note. Um, the, the gentleman that I'm at con in contact with in, in at Aura Ring uh, is shared with me some data because it, it, I don't know how it came up. I was having a conversation with him. and He's like, oh, I was like, you probably have like data of sleep as it relates to drinking, right? Because nobody, if you drink too much, nobody feels good when they, they don't feel rested when you wake up, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, I do. And he gave me some charts of data and it's really your resting heart rate stays pretty high um, for a, a larger part of the evening. In fact, if, if you, you haven't drank, he gave me kind of having had a drink and not having had a drink. Uh, if you don't drink, uh, in this case, right, with this particular set test subject, the resting heart rate was flat all across sleep. Like he was at a resting heart rate when he went to sleep and stayed like that. With alcohol, it started higher and took a number of hours for it to kind of level off to this resting rate. I can tell you, we just passed New Year's. Uh, we just passed the holiday season. I've had some nights of drinking. My sleep profile with alcohol doesn't show that. Um, I can say when I exercise, I'm actually currently training for a half marathon. Mm -hmm. If I exercise the first time I saw the data, I exercised like late in the evening. And so I thought, well, I just had an elevated heart rate and it took a while to come down. The next time I actually exercised early in the morning and that same night, it still took a while for my uh, kind of an equivalent amount of time for my heart rate to come down. So it's like what's happening in the first part of your sleep is some metabolizing either of the alcohol or of whatever you know damage I did during these long runs, um, and 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 so you, you you I don't see the alcohol effect um, when when we're drinking, and we when when I drink and when I check the sleep data, and what we what we what we one of the other reported things is is people who 
drink, they, you know, they have less hangovers. It's just an interesting, again, I think related to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, the the way it works is also just yeah, helping your body to deal with the stress. And if you are experiencing some higher, like a higher higher amount of stress by being exposed to some sort of a toxin or or even sleep deprivation itself, then the antioxidant effect helps you just like deal with it and uh, helps your body to recover from it faster. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of uh, one of my favorite so so sleep is one of our consistent testimonials um i actually so here i was talking about kind of binary data by the way i'm talking about benefits so here it's really important for me to say um the product hasn't been evaluated by the fda it's not intended to treat diagnose cure or prevent any disease i think that's important for people to to, to know um, the, one of the consistent, so I used to I actually have a spreadsheet with my, the number of migraines I was trying, I used to get about four or five migraines per year. And I had a spreadsheet dating back to like 2014. I was trying to figure out, you know, did I exercise that day? Like what was causing the migraines? Uh, I never identified it. Uh, but I didn't get a single migraine in 2018. Uh, and I actually had only two in 2019, actually towards the end of, of 2019. So in a time period where I should have had eight to 10 migraines, I've only had two. Uh, my wife used to get about nine migraines a month. There's a medication that they'll only prescribe her nine mm. per month because it's a pretty strong medication. Uh, and once she started using the product, uh, she was down to one or two migraines a month. Uh, so it's we do know it crosses the blood-brain barrier um, and so, you know, we've got that report as it relates to kind of mental energy or, or, or mental recovery. Uh, one of the testimonials that I've got is a, a, a lady who said that her son was actually getting hospitalized for mental illness issues about five times uh, a year. Uh, and he didn't go to the hospital all of 2019. Mm. So again, really, really interesting things. And by the way, I think a lot of that can just be attributed to better sleep. Right. Yeah, like if you're sure. if you're sleeping deeper and sounder and getting great REM and in-REM sleep, then you could probably alleviate your migraines. You could probably alleviate a lot of kind of mental illness stresses that, um, you know, might might ho hospitalize you. Yeah, for sure. Definitely like sleep. Yeah. Or better, better sleep is uh, definitely uh, fundamental. Uh, what about why 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 does it like um, put in uh, these olive oil or avocado oil or these different oils? Why 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 can't you take it like straight up? Okay, yeah. So so it turns out that C60 or ESS60 is not water soluble, right? So um, you can take the crystals, like I mentioned, you know, in the early days they had injected the crystals uh, subcutaneously, right? So under the rat skin. Uh, no problems. They add them, uh, inhale them. So you can you can consume them and you'll just excrete them out. Uh, the challenge is it's crystalline and it's not water soluble. Uh, and so it's not very bioavailable. What happens when you take it and you mix it into oils? And we actually have it in different oils. It's in uh, um, olive oil and MCT oil and in avocado oil. And what happens is it, as you mix it, it actually dissolves and goes into solution. And when something goes into solution, it actually gets down to the individual molecule level. So there's like one molecule of ESS60 um, kind of surrounded by some olive oil molecules. And then there, so they're individual molecules, which you can, as you can imagine, uh, it makes it significantly more bioavailable. Something that's pretty interesting is you take one drop of our product, of our olive oil product, because because more ESS60 will go into olive oil uh, than MCT or avocado. MCT is less than half. So uh, if you're looking for this and you're taking an MCT, kind of ask the, ask the company that you're uh, talking with, you know, why wasn't it shared that, uh, you know, overtly shared that uh, it's significantly lower than olive oil. We always recommend olive oil. Um, one drop of ESS60 in olive oil has 475 times more ESS60 molecules than you have cells in your body. Wow. Right. So it's, it's a teeny tiny, you know, it's a molecule. Um, and, and so th that's, that's has a lot of bioavailability when you've got the individual molecules kind of isolated. And, and the, the other thing that's interesting in the study, right, the study was water, olive oil, and then olive oil with ESS 60, the ones given olive oil actually lived 30% longer. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, we kind of know Mediterranean diet kind of hand waving that olive oil is good for you. 
Uh, but I would implore any of your listeners, you know, increase your consumption of olive oil because it, you know, in there's a peer reviewed published study where it increased the lifespan of mammals by 30%. Yeah. Um, and then you get into MCTs. MCTs are certainly associated with um, uh, helping your brain, right? So brain function. Uh, the challenge with MCT is you get significant. So you can get about 0.8 milligrams per milliliter uh, of ESS60 in olive oil. In MCT oil, you can only get about 0.35. Uh, so it's it's less than half uh, of the concentration. If you're if, you know, and if you're operating that. The, the, the benefit is coming from the ESS 60 and not just the oil. There's, there's no doubt that really olive oil is what you, what you want to be taking. And then avocado, uh, it's a little bit less. It's about 0.65. Uh, obviously all of these are, uh, very natural products. So the, 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 how much dissolves is, uh, is a, is a batch by ba batch basis, but it's approximately 0.8 in olive oil, 0.65 in avocado oil and 0.35 in MCT oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and the olive oil, you know, has also some antioxidants or the polyphenols themselves uh, help the body to produce its own antioxidant defense systems and that sort of thing. So <laughs> com combining it with, you know, even just regular olive oil, olive oil can help to uh, lower oxidative stress and inflammation a bit. Uh, yeah, it's re it's really good. Um, I don't I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Gundry, but uh, olive oil is really good for your gut buddies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what about the uh, dosage? How often would you take it and uh, how frequently and that sort of thing? So, so it's, it's interesting because I've got the Aura Ring, right? And of course, I've been taking the product since uh, the beginning of 2018. So I don't have any non-product data, sleep data. So I need to go off of the product. But I have kind of a busy schedule, at least through January. And I'm hesitant because of the benefits that I feel I'm getting to even go off the product. <laughs> I'll do it for scientific purposes, but I want to get through the kind of this busy month. <laughs> right. um, and then my plan is to, is to go off the product. I take uh, really about 15 mils a day. If I know I'm having a busy day, uh, then I'll, I'll take a full nether tablespoon. Our typical client, and, and really my regime is I add a little bit of our MCT, you know, ESS60 and MCT oil into my coffee. So I have kind of a bulletproof coffee kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll, I'll take the, the tablespoon of, of our olive oil. Our typical customer takes about five mils a day. Uh, they have debates, should I take it with food? Should I not take it with food? You don't need to, but some people, you know, five milliliters of oil is, is a lot for their stomach. And so uh, we tend to recommend that you take it with food. We also tend to recommend that you take it in the morning. Some of our clients report that if they take it at night, it'll keep them up at night. And, um, and, and that's not true for me, but I'm the kind of guy who can have a cup of coffee and go to sleep. Um, so I may not be the, the, the great test for that. So our, again, our typical customer takes about five meals a day. Um, they kind of include it with their breakfast routine. Um, and then again, mental focus acuity during the day and, uh, and they report better sleep that night. Are there really like any side effects, negative side effects people have reported? So, so we don't have any, again, the only negative thing that we've got is the olive oil does, does, you know, can somebody stomach, you know, a full teaspoon and it's really not that much of olive oil straight. Um, and, and that's the only report once they start taking it with bread or something, then we don't, we don't have any reports of any detrimental. So we don't know, no known side effects with any medications, no known side effects with any other supplements, no known negative side effects. All we've got are positive reviews. Uh, and, uh, again, other than the the whether five mils of oil is is too much for someone. Right, right. Well, I would imagine that uh, the that the, uh, the stomaching aspect would be worse with MCT oil because that's a very common side effect for people who are starting MCT oil. That it kind of makes them go to the bathroom uh, way too yep. frequently and uh, too fast. It, it flushes them out. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I would uh, definitely would like expect to see like some more uh, human trials and uh, these longer longer studies as well on how does that actually affect uh, you know these other you know more measurable uh, data and that sort of things. Because, yeah, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people doing um, kind of first the, the, you know, there's a lot of computational stuff that happens these days. So there's reports that are out there computationally suggesting that it's beneficial. Um, we tend to, <clears throat> to give a little bit less weight to those. <laughs> 
just because, you know, what happens in a computer is not what necessarily what happens um, to us. I mean, you may believe we're in a computer simulation, <laughs> but, but what happens in the computer simulations in this simulation uh, don't necessarily happen to us. Um, I, I'm actually on another question. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Sim, or if you have any ideas. Um, I'm, I want to know, right, because we have this rat study, mm-hmm. I, and I believe there's a number what percentage of medical um, either positive benefits or negative uh, detrimental effects that happen to rats actually happen to humans? Uh, have you ever kind of investigated that or tried to understand that? Uh, you mean like uh, whether or not the, like a negative, uh, negative uh, result from a study happens in humans? Yeah. So, or a positive. So right now we've got this longevity um, experiment. How reasonable is it to say this is what happens in rats? So this is or isn't, you know, is it 50-50? Is it 80-20? Have you ever thought about that question? Because I've I've had an interesting conversation or two uh, about it. I was just wondering if you've thought about it. Uh, Well, yeah, definitely. Like, uh the, the the rats or rodents and mice they have like a very distinct metabolism from humans so for example uh, even the like diurnal patterns are kind of flipped upside down so for, for, they're mostly active at nighttime and they they eat the eating periods is during the nighttime whereas in the humans it's the opposite way and uh, it may cause i wouldn't say it's going to cause like any other you know real fundamental differences in terms of the, like the metabolism uh only only like the to the extent of um how fast things occur and uh, and such um because you know the the rats metabolism and lifespan is much kind of accelerated they uh they they have shorter lives and they also have faster metabolism so for example in in fasting studies or calorie restriction studies in mice you know um probably the uh you know fasting a rat for one day is the equivalent of fasting for like three days in humans or something mm. uh or along the lines of that so it's definitely like um not necessarily like 100 percent correlated with uh, human data and, and just so that's yeah we actually had to get into this was this is pretty interesting because this ended up being my responsibility of understanding okay so here's the dosage that was given to these rats in the original paris study um, what 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 would be the recommend dose recommended dose in humans? Um, if you did a straight kilogram uh, per volume, uh, you'd be taking a cup of olive oil today. And so, if you mm. you know, let's not even talk about what MC a cup of MCT mm. might do to you, but even a cup of olive oil would would be a problem. And there's a thing called an allometric calculation, which takes this is I found this so fascinating as understanding how to do this. Um, it takes into account. Uh, the actual metabolism of the animal mm. and the best way current way to take into account the the metabolism is actually by surface area so you basically take it sounds very engineering right take mm. the surface area of a rat and the surface area of a human and then you use this information to back into uh, an allometric number and that's how we ended up ultimately with this kind of five mil uh, mil target so that takes a little bit of the difference in metabolism into account. I, I actually had this conversation uh, with a Dr. Ian Kudebeck at uh, DePaul University. He does rat studies and guides them into human trials. And I asked him this question and he told this really interesting story. Um, and, 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 and it's, you know, it's certainly open for uh, speculation about the interpretation. He basically said that like there's one study that most scientists will kind of hold up and say, look, here's the reason that you shouldn't accept that what happens in a rat happens in a human. And this case study goes like this. Uh, there was a morning sickness drug. Uh, of course, you got to do rat studies before you go into human trials. They did the rat studies. Uh, nothing detrimental happened to the rats. So they took it to the human trial. And unfortunately, the results were that it started deforming uh, some of the human fetuses, right? Mm -hmm. And so scientists will hold this up and say, look, you got to be really careful. What happens in a rat doesn't necessarily happen in a human. And then then Dr. Kudebeck was like, but the problem with holding that up was had they looked at the fetuses of the rats, they would have noticed that those fetuses were deformed. Yeah. And so they would have never gone to human trials. Mm-hmm. And, and so when he told me this as the, the story of how what happens in a rat or what scientists will hold up to tell you what happens in a rat doesn't happen in a human, 
and, and it's actually just inaccurate use of the data, right? It's not mm-hmm. that what happened in a rat didn't happen in human. It's exactly yeah. what happened in a rat is exactly what happened in human. I think the number's pretty high. Like, um, and, I, and I haven't been able to find anybody who's got you know, more of an opinion than Dr. Kudabak, um, but I don't know if, if any of your listeners out there might have some ideas. What is this number? Like, if it's detrimental for a rat, how likely is it detrimental for us? You probably know this, um, that, that as humans, we're genetically closer to rats than rats are to mice. <laughs> Right. So our intuition about genes is, is, you know, is off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Like we're very similar to other, other species in genetically and, uh, and such. So we, we have like similar principles in terms of like, uh, at least like the mechanism of uh, how C60 works or certain drugs work. Like, you know, they reduce inflammation by scavenging free radicals, et cetera. You know, that's probably universal across um, many species. Hey, Sim, just on me, um, would you, I think it'd be kind of cool if I got some product over to you um, and, and if it makes sense with your schedule or, you know, whatever, uh, we could maybe kind of reconvene and do a, another podcast and talk about the benefits you're getting and I could talk about kind of what, what's new and is happening in this industry, if that makes sense for you. Yeah, definitely. I would be like willing to try it out and uh, do some experiments. Uh, so, uh, and you know, certainly like if, if there are some new studies coming out, which I'm certain they will soon, then I'll definitely like to talk about them because it's, yeah, it's something that um, I think science should investigate further and uh, pay, pay, pay more attention to it uh, in this sense. Uh, I, the way I would personally use, I would use it maybe like, uh, I would use it uh, only on situations where I would experience like higher oxidative stress and inflammation, so to say, like such as like traveling, uh, sleep deprivation and uh, and uh, maybe if I get some infection or just inflamed because of some so, something because you know the in the rat study itself uh, the rats were injected with this poison and uh, that's that's how the C60 helped them to um, mitigate the damage from that poison so to say so I th- I think that that it was a small group of of rats. Right. So it wasn't the rats that lived to the 62 months that they did the poison. They actually, that was kind of early on in the experiment. They had the group that they were going to inject the carbon tetrachloride into. And then they had this other group um, that was really, again, supposed to be kind of a standard toxicity test. Because uh, cause as a toxicity test, if you're injecting them with a known toxic material and then, you know, another toxic material it would have kind of skewed the data. Um, so, so I, and I, and I, I need to double check. I'll double check with my director of research. Cause I, but, but my understanding was there was a group that they gave carbon tetrachloride to and the ones given ESS 60 and olive oil reacted significantly better and actually ultimately recovered. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the, the ones that were given water didn't. And then there was a whole yeah. separate group, um, uh, of three groups, right. Water, olive oil and olive oil ESS 60 that went through this, what ultimately turned out to be a longevity experiment instead of a toxicity experiment right yeah yeah you're, you're right uh yeah so it's awesome like definitely a, a new uh new new kind of way of um or opportunity to look at how, how does the uh body react to certain compounds and definitely like what's the ultimate cause of why we age and uh what's the cause of uh the increased lifespan and such so definitely looking forward to new studies but um uh, before I ask, like we start to wrap things up as well. Uh, but before I ask my last question, uh, where can people learn more about you and your work? And uh, oh, well, absolutely. So, so the website is myvitalc.com. Sim, do you do you have any pets? Uh, not at the moment. No pets, because um, we actually do have have pet products. So I was going to kind of include that when I send you a couple of bottles. Yeah. So uh, myvitalc.com, uh, and if you just scroll down on that home page, uh, you can find our avocado, our MCT. Again, we recommend the olive oil. Uh, it's about ninety nine dollars a bottle. Uh, if you go on some subscription, it's seventy four ninety five, and of course you can cancel it at any time. So just go ahead and go on sub- sub- subscription uh, if you'd like. We've got a coupon code for you. Um, it's Simlan, right? So that's S I I M L A N D, uh, and that's a that'll get you an additional fifteen percent off of your original purchase. Yeah, well, we're gonna put all the links in the show notes uh, for people to check it out. And uh, my last question is. Uh, What's this one piece of advice or habit you wish you had adopted sooner? 
Huh, that's a that's a great question. What is you know? Um, I'm currently changing my diet. Uh, I have kids, and I had gotten into the habit of uh, of finishing whatever was at the table, right? Yeah, right? So whatever chicken nuggets, obviously wonderfully healthy. French fries, wonderfully healthy. Uh, maybe even cookies. And I and I needed a reset, and I actually started that on the second. I'm not a big um, New Year's resolution person. Uh, I just you know happened to start on the second, um, and uh, and I feel I feel really good. I'm actually doing uh, kind of Dr. Gundry's protocol, and uh, and and I actually feel really good. And, you know, I've gone out to eat a couple times with the kids and not finished everything on the plate. But I think I'm not even sure that has to do with, you know, the, the diet protocol. Um, I wish I had done that sooner and kind of had more control over that. Um, I think I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really positive person. Uh, I'm very lucky in that I've got a, a life coach that I will usually do a session with about once a quarter. Um, and, and he does an amazing process called SRTT, which is called, it stands for the subconscious rapid transformation technique, which really helps you get rid of the junk that you accumulated as a child. Cause everything that's holding you back really happened from caregivers as a child. Um, and, and I wish I had met and started doing sessions with him earlier. That's probably the big thing. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, taking care of health and uh, as well as your, you know, mind itself is a uh, quite cru- crucial. Most people focus on either like one or the other, but you have to take them uh, as as a whole. Yeah, well, your your brain is, you know, without a doubt, in control of so many things, and whether it's a conscious level or a subconscious. You you wrote a book, right? I saw one of your books that was about, you know, you've got everything's got to be brought to a conscious level. Um, and and I couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. I think it's also sometimes hard, and I, I think depending on you know what what particular issue you might have. So for instance, if it's if it's something that you've suppressed to the point where you can't bring it up, you need help doing that, right? And 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 I, so I'm a big believer in one. Yeah, everything needs to be at a conscious level, uh, and then two, you probably need some help because you know there's a reason that your your mind had chosen to go the direction it did uh, and so you know finding help to guide you out of that hole if you will is 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 pretty important yeah like learning from the mistakes of others or you know getting the right information and getting the right advice absolutely yeah all right yeah well thanks for coming to the podcast and uh, yeah i'm looking forward to future studies and future research about uh this uh mysterious compound and yeah happy to have you on the podcast again if we do have a new something new excellent sim so so thank you so much for having me on the podcast i really appreciate it R- appreciate all that you're doing um you know help one kind of leading the way with your own self-experimentation and then sharing that with uh with so many thousands hundreds of thousands of people really really appreciate that yeah and uh, i'll see you around all right that's it for this episode like chris said if you want to try out my vital c then head over to the show notes or to the link at myvitalc.com forward slash seamland and use the coupon code seamland to get a 15 dollar discount on your first purchase but other than that thanks for listening to this episode make sure you leave us a review on itunes and the other social media platforms as well my name is seam stay tuned for the next episode stay empowered